listening to the Game Global Podcast, featuring Kieran Callum and Jay McDaniel Contour. So hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of the Game Global Podcast. This is a podcast by Game Global and what we're going to do is we're just going to give you loads of great value that you can use in order to smash it in life, smash it in dating, just basically smash it as a man in the 21st century. I'm Kieran Callum, and with me is the handsome, the sexy, <laughs> the, the the Casanova extraordinaire known as Jay McDaniel Conto. I appreciate it. What's up? What's up, guys? I'm looking forward to this. I, I, I get so pumped to do these. Like, so let me say, first off, you know, thanks again for having me on. I like we've done this is the second one of these we've done now. So I'm really looking forward to the what we're going to be able to bring to these guys to help them improve their life in every single aspect because we do agree yeah, on man. the same things about this men do need this in the world that we live in yeah no men do need this and something that is actually a crying shame is that the world at large would like to try and act like we're like some sort of bad guys yeah. that we're doing something wrong yeah that we're helping men to manipulate or hurt women and nothing could be further than the truth it's like Ultimately, what we're doing is we're helping men to feel good about themselves and be able to live life on their own terms. Mm-hmm. And actually, women benefit because at the end of the day, we help to create more attractive men for, them, for women to be with. Mm-hmm. That's actually what we're mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. You know, so being annoyed at us is literally like walking up to a personal trainer who's been working on some woman who was obese and be like, no, you can't make that fat woman now hot and attractive. No, because you're tricking men. It's like, no, we're happy that she's now really beautiful. That's not a problem. And you know what's interesting anyway. about this type of stuff? It's interesting that, that the one thing that we are primarily pre-programmed to do is to improve our status find the hottest woman that we possibly can have children with her raise them to adulthood and then after that nature is like you can go ahead and die we don't care after that but we we, this that we this is the one skill that we don't have as human beings and it's our primary function there's even an area of the brain that particularly just deals with the propagation of the species Mm. well (laughs) it makes sense because ultimately that is the main reason why we're here and if the propagation of the species wasn't important to us at our absolute core being we'd never reach a point where there's so many was it like seven billion human beings on the planet exactly but obviously it's very important to us <clears throat> but anyway so today's episode mr j mcdaniel Conto. by the way i like that name like i do it just, it just sounds cool <laughs> it just sounds cool i think you got a better name than i do like it because i look at it i'm just like you have this you you've got the british accent so you've got the suave smooth the whole idris elba thing going for you uh, okay okay i'll take that i mean I'll and then do you look at the name i'm just like no nah, man that that that's like i could see someone signing it as a signature and you just got this like super cool modi kind of look well, you know what? Thank you. Firstly, men who are listening are going to be like, why are these two guys sucking each other off? I thought this was about attracting women. They're going to ask themselves that question. <laughs> and to those guys, I'll say, look, it's the 21st century. Just embrace, embrace yes. reality. It, it, embrace but, um, it, man. Embrace it. But, you know, honestly, though, like my English accent does really well with American women. Like really well. Whenever... And it's like, not with all women around the world. Like, Australian women hate me, but American women can't get enough of me. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, he's black, but oh, my God, he's so suave. It's 
actually just fucking incredible. They literally expect it because of the fact yeah. that, you're, that, that you're you're black and you're British. They expect the suaveness. It's almost insane, but they, they use that to your advantage. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm, I do plan on taking a trip stateside later on in the year. But anyway, so today we are talking about how to build a thriving social circle. <clears throat> Before we started this podcast, we actually, well, I posted a survey saying, hey guys, just what would you like to learn? Like, how can we help you? By far the most common response, we've like, it had 70% of the vote was how to build a thriving social circle. So we'd like to give you guys some kind of tips and tricks and techniques that you can use in order to do that so uh bro asking you a question okay do you have anything that you have specifically done in the past or that you actively do do in order to create a cool social circle for yourself so what here's what's interesting the 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 way that i think about building social circles i've been building social circles since as early as i'm gonna say 2008 and i've been doing it in different cities because one of the reasons that I figured it out was I realized I wanted to improve my life and I started realizing two things. One, if I want to make more money, I need higher status friends. Two, if I want to date hotter girls, I need higher status friends. It's, it's like, it's literally the chicken or the egg type situation. And when you move to a new city, I used to move a lot growing up. So I had no choice but to build social circles. I never thought about it as a way to game. I just thought about it as game as a whole because I'm going to have to talk to people always to get anything that I want. So I don't ever see anything as a cold approach situation because there's always someone that influences the person that I want to meet, network with, date, whatever it is that I want. So the tips that I have for building social circles, it is when you move to a new city, here's the first thing you need to figure out. You need to first figure out what is going on in your city seven nights a week. And you need to find out what's going on in your city seven nights a week based on the type of social circles you're trying to build. Right. So back in the day, one of the things that I was into, I was really into working the nightclub circuit because I just wanted hot girls. I didn't care about what these girls did for a living, their their traits. I did not care about if they were good for me, bad for me. I didn't give a shit. I just cared that they were hot. That was that's what all men start at. We all do. Right. That's totally okay that some people start there, but you're going to end up evolving from that when you get tired of being around very vacuous types of people that are only there to take instead of give anything back to you. So you, you go through that process, you go through that iteration. So identify the type of social circle you were trying to build first. Do you want to do charity work? Are you into biohacking? Are you into fitness? Are you into health and wellness? Are you into the vegan community? Are you into pickup game? What are you into? Identify that. And the reason I want you to identify that, because once you identify what that type of thing is, now you can build a social circle around that thing. You can get people to interact with that specific thing that you're going to be doing consistently. So then you're going to identify what's going on in your city seven days a week. The reason you're going to identify what's going on in your city seven days a week is because you're going to start going to those places and building your social circle and those places to fish. Those, that's your fishing pond to find and identify the people that you were looking for, right? This, so this is, like net, this is like network marketing, but way more targeted. Identify what's going on in your city seven nights a week. Go to those places and go to those places and I want you to do a few things. When you first get into the building, start talking to everybody. Males, females, bar staff, bartenders, bar backs. You want you to meet everyone. I even want you to meet the owner of the venue if possible. And I just want you to keep merging. So it's meet everybody. Then from meeting all those people, go back around and then introduce people to other people with commonalities. 
this is easy. This is going to make it very easy for you to, to create a social hub for yourself. And then the last thing you're going to do is you're going to the, collect those numbers. So it's three things you do when you get in the venue. Talk to everybody, introduce everybody, collect the numbers of the people that you're meeting inside of those venues. Because the, you're, you're identifying the fish you're going after for the social circle you're trying to build. You are identifying who those people are. You are going there to fish for them and getting their numbers and collecting them. That is that's step one. Now, you're going to choose something at the end of the month to invite everybody to. The reason you're going to choose something at the end of the month, I want to give you ample time to promote that event. Okay? Set it a month out. Then, go to Fiverr. Create a flyer. If you can, create a video flyer for this. You are going to use that as your marketing and promotion materials to promote the thing that you have. Every time you meet somebody and you're like, this is the thing we're doing at the end of the month, you can send them that video for that thing you were specifically doing. Now, you're going to need a location for that thing, right? So maybe it is a restaurant. You can work out negotiation rates with the restaurants of you guys just come and you order drinks, you come and spend so much on food, or you just come in and you don't negotiate with them whatsoever, you just bring a bunch of your people there. They see you that first time. They're going to be like, wow, that was a huge turnout. And then they're going to introduce you. You're going to probably meet whoever the chef is or whoever the owner of that restaurant is. Talk to him. If you don't meet him the first time, just go back again and do the same thing the, the next month after that. Do it again the next month after that. There's someone's going to approach you and they're going to ask who you are. Especially if they see you a few times. Then now you get to meet that owner. You can negotiate some rates because you've met the owner directly. Because what do these business owners want? They want to be able to attract more revenue. By you helping them to do that, they're going to like you and want to do some type of business with you. Because it's all about adding value. <clears throat> now, all right. So, oh, sorry. Have you got more to say? Oh, I was, I had a, I was breaking down the system. I have a system how I set this shit up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Go on then. Go, 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 go. <clears throat> so, you got to make sure you, you got to make sure you text those people, Right. So I usually just tell guys, start out with a, C, with a, C, with a, uh, a contact management system, which is I've, on my phone, I believe the one I'm using currently is, it's, oh, A to Z contacts. A to Z contacts is what I'm specifically using right now to manage my, everyone that I've met. When I can go to recently created contacts, it's going to show me who these people are. It's going to show me the date that I met them. It's going to show me... If I put notes on them, because I have an iPhone, you can put notes and have it synced to your, your, your laptop on where I met this person at, who, who's their circle of five, who they know that influences them, like who their friend groups are, because that's usually a, a part that comes into the communication side. When you start texting them, you want to, you want to find out who's the leader of those groups, because in any individual group, there's what they call a beta leader and, a, and an alpha leader. The alpha leader is the person that's like, we're going we're gonna to go do this on this particular day. Like if you, if you, any social group you get into, there's always that guy, right? So I'll give you an example, mm. like Game Global. Game Global, the person who is the alpha leader in Game Global is you. Because I've identified that quite quickly through a few meetings. The person who's what they call the beta leader or the social leader is ICE. ICE is more of the, organi the, organization, the organizational guy and more of the structural guy. And I catch you as more of the alpha guy because I've seen it just in terms of my experience over the past few months. I've noticed, I go, oh, this is the person who's the, the person that gets me in touch with this. This is the person who's like, okay, here's the things that the tasks need to be done. And every, every relationship and any business or organization has to have those two, those two relationships. Steve, Steve Jobs was an alpha leader. Bill Gates was a social leader. 
and there's neither or is bad or better or worse they they both are needed because someone has to be the asshole to have the, the the balls to be like no we're doing it like this and some most people don't like that person because they if that, <laughs> but that's the reality in all businesses there has to be that guy that's like this that's not how we're going to do it we're going this way because the social leader is so nice and cares about the needs of the group he usually doesn't have the freaking backbone to be like oh i don't think we should do it this way that's just the problem. Because the beta leader, everyone likes him. The alpha leader don't care. He's like, this is my vision. This is where we're going. And you need those dualities of those type of leadership styles to cause the social groups to come together and stay together. You need those two people's context in any social group. In any circle of five people, there's both of those. When I go and I interact with people, I usually identify this quickly. And then I get both of their contacts. Why? I need both of them to like me. The alpha leader can put the guy posh on me being able to come out with that group or even telling the group, no, we're not going here. The social leader, I, he's the one that organizes the whole damn thing. So I need the organizer's contact, contacts more than anybody else because he's the one that sends out the invites to the whole group on where they're going on Thursday and what, what time they need to get there. The alpha don't do that. <laughs> so you need to identify those people inside of the venue and identify them in your contacts. So that way you know specifically to broker close relations with those people in order to bring their downlines. Next thing you're looking for, you're looking for what we call connectors. Connectors are very valuable. Tip, Malcolm Gladwell illustrates it in his book, The Tipping Point, and it's called The Law of the Few. In epidemics, there are three important factors that cause things to go viral. The law of the few, stickiness factor, and power of context. The law of the few are there are people in epidemics that are more valuable than others. These are called connectors, mavens, salesmen. Connectors, their value is they know a lot of people. I'll give you an example of this. When Remember specifically when you were like, I'm looking for a developer? And I said, I happen mm. to know of somebody. And then we, yeah. I, I set up a, a, a connection between you and this other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That made you a connector. That made me a connector. That's primarily one. I'm, that's my, my primary value is I know a lot of people that can solve problems in a wide variety of fields. A maven is there an information specialist. This is someone who's able to accumulate large volumes of information and they give it to other people for no other reason than the fact they like helping people. That friend who like right. learned something right. new and there's, 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 something, there's something I'd like to add. So what I would like to add is <clears throat> I agree with more or less everything you said. Mm -hmm. However, mm -hmm. when I am basically coaching guys and I help them to build social circles, mm -hmm. what I've realized that I do based on what you've just been saying is I guide them to becoming connectors. That's yep. what I do. Yep. So what I would say is, so some guy, like some guy said this to me last week. He's like, Kieran, how do I build a social circus? I'm like, All right. So this is what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. Identify the people who you want to be friends with. Yes. And usually like they, they're like, oh my God, I've got no idea. It's like, well, how are we going to find these people if mm -hmm. you don't know? But yeah. identify who are these people? So then like one guy says to me, okay, I like entrepreneurial people. Yeah. Fantastic. So then I'm like, where are entrepreneurial people? Mm -hmm. Where, where do you find them? Where's their fishing like, pond? Oh, crap. Yeah, like, where are you going to go to find entrepreneurial mm -hmm. people? Mm -hmm. Boom. Once we know where that is, then it's like, what do entrepreneurial people need? Mm -hmm. Because you're going to fill that need. Yep. So then that's basically turning that person into a connector. So then they're like, oh, well, they need, like, funding, don't they? They need funding. Yep. They need, like, advertisers. They need yep. all X, Y, and Z. So... So then I say, now it is your job to, to find out people. how you can put those people in touch with those people. Yep. You know, it's not just about you being a cool person who they yep. like to hang out with. You need to offer some tangible yes. value to them as well. Correct. But continue. No, but you know, this actually is perfect. I actually want to go dive right into that point because mm. that, the, I was going to go further. Who are the entrepreneurial people that you want to specifically network with? 
what are the things what are the things that they enjoy doing in their spare time like their hobbies entrepreneurial people maybe they're into self-development that means that you're going to need to develop a love for self-development Mm-hmm. They're going to also probably be into understanding things about business and business processes. They're going to be going to marketing conferences, advertising conferences. Most likely. Right? Mm. So it mm. would behoove you, if you want to network with entrepreneurs, to become a maven in the field of entrepreneurship. Understanding how businesses are set up, how they are scaled, all of the process that it takes to run an effective business. And you need to be able to speak fluent entrepreneur. If you can speak fluent entrepreneur, you understand what it's like to be an entrepreneur, even if you were not an entrepreneur yourself, but you can speak the native lingo. You are going to mm. build common eyes with those people because you have the same that's hobbies, actually, passions, and interests that they have. That's a very, 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 very good point. It's like when it comes to creating some sort of bond with people, mm-hmm. <clears throat> people bond with people who they think are like them. Yes. Ultimately. Yes. You know, so, and, but the thing, what's actually kind of interesting is that the, the guidelines upon which we decide who's like us and who isn't are actually quite arbitrary. Yeah. So, for instance, me or you, we could say, hey, we're like each other because we're both black. Mm-hmm. Or we could say we're different because I'm English and you're American. Mm-hmm. But anyway, point being, people gravitate to people who they feel are like them. Correct. So, if you're in front of Mr. Entrepreneur, and as you've just said, you're speaking fluent entrepreneur, you're using all of the buzzwords that they actually want to hear, mm-hmm. whether or not you're talking about bespoke this and X, Y, and Z, that I don't know. That person subconsciously is going to feel like you're on the same team as them. Yep. You know, you're not different to them. Yep. And then as a result of that, they will be far more likely to feel close to you, to want to help you in whatever way that they can, to want to invite you out for drinks, etc., etc., etc. So, especially yeah, if, you need to know who those they, people if they, are. If you, especially if you add value, right? So this is yeah. one of the key points of building social circles. Most people don't understand. Most people are always like what's the commonality between you and the friend you and your friend that lives down the street the commonality is you both live down the street you're both hanging uh-huh. out because you you're you both live on the same street you go to the oh, same that brings school. me up to a big point go ahead go ahead, go ahead. No, okay okay no, no, go ahead. Right, sorry i sorry i did not mean to butt in but <clears throat> all right so geez my throat man jesus Sorry, listeners. Sorry. I don't know what's going on with my throat. Anyway, what's my point? Yeah. So a huge element of like becoming a friendship is like I remember reading an article and they like they they hammered out basically the specific points that need to come into play in order for people to become friends. Mm -hmm. And it's like the main one is actually just proximity. Yep. That's the reason why when you're at school, your best friend was actually someone who was in the same class as you. Yep. You know, so if you want to become friends with somebody, Mm -hmm. what you really need to do, whether it's someone or some group of people, one massive thing you need to do is just get in front of them a lot so they're just used to seeing you. The power of logistics. So you Yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. So for instance, like if you're you want let's say you move to tokyo and it's like okay i want to scale to the top of the tokyo nightlife scene well you want to be seen at all of these parties quite often because like the first couple of times it's like oh who's this guy yeah. then after the fifth six or seven it's like oh yeah is that guy blah 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 eight nine ten eleven twelve you're actually just part of the furniture and people just automatically feel like they trust you because they constantly see you yeah you know and then there's a certain level of familiarity that that breeds so that's really something that you need to do as well see what's interesting about what you're talking about is the word is called propinquity in psychology yeah yeah that's the one yeah 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 what's interesting about propinquity they did studies into married couples and they before they were married they lived no further than six blocks away from each other 
before they were married. That goes to show you the power of physical nearness. We tend to like people that live on the same street as and we tend to like, we tend to even choose streets to live on that have names, even in the sound of the syllables, that is similar to our own names. That is how, how much the brain loves familiarity because it just comes down to the fact of are you in my tribe or are you out of my tribe? If you're out of my tribe, you probably are going to harm me or steal from me. So my reticular mm. activation is like, I don't need you to come into my life to steal something from you because that affects my ability to survive. That's why we're trying mm. to always figure that out. To go forward to that, logistics is exceptionally powerful because physical nearness is everything. The closer that you are to the logistical environment for the social circle you were trying to build, the more chances you have of creating mere exposure, of you seeing the person over and over and over and over and over. Even if you don't go to the, the, the after hours place that they go to, you could run into them at the local stores within those local same six blocks. You know, and there's so many, I can, I can reference so many illustrations on, on degrees of separation and just physical nearness. But for the sake of time, I want to make sure that we, that, that we, one of the things we focus on is with you guys trying to build your social circles, you need to focus on going to the places that the people that you want to meet go to quite often. You need to develop the habits that they have so that way you create, you're, you are forcing a logistical infrastructure to happen to where you are able to mingle with these people all of the time. Where do they go eat lunch? Who do they hang around? What do their social circles look like? Well, how do they dress? What do they speak about? What books do they read? Who do they identify with on social media that they listen to? What are the podcasts they listen to? Because then you were ingesting the same information they are ingesting, shopping at the same shops, wearing the same clothing, studying the same things that they are studying, and building connections in the same fields that they are trying to build connections in and meeting people they need to be meeting and connecting them. This is probably the thing, like when it comes to that adding value side, which makes me very dangerous. And because it's what I focus on when I want to break into social circles, I take a hacker's approach to building social circles and I'm not, I don't play fair. I always think about how to outcompete because I was an athlete. It's just how I think. I don't think compromise. I think winning or losing. That's a very good point. <clears throat> That's a very, very, very good point. So something that comes up is that a guy will say to me something like, oh, you know what? It seems like a lot of work. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm, it, and yeah. it, the truth is like, it is actually a lot of work in order to get going at the start. But the thing is, what do you want to do? Do you just want to have an average humdrum n nothing really special social circle or yeah. do you want an absolutely awesome and amazing social circle yeah. also where do you want to be in that social circle do you want to be the guy who is actually at the top yeah. who everybody looks at and everybody respects and then as a result when you meet women through that social circle they automatically are attracted to you because of your position mm -hmm. or do you just want to be some random guy who's you know neither here neither there just somewhere middling along in the middle if you want the results, you have to pay the price in order to get the results that you want. Yes. Effectively. And <clears throat> on a slightly different topic, I mean, one thing that I always recommend or remind the guys I coach them, you probably do the same, is that once you do a certain piece of work, you never really have to do it again. It's kind of done. For instance, I'm writing a novel right now. Nice. And yeah thank you and you know what i've been working on this book for a year and i have put so much effort in yeah. it's not been easy at all yeah. but every piece of work that i have done to create this book is actually done mm -hmm. i don't i never have to do any of it ever again mm 
Like it's, it's done I might have to do more work on the book But I don't have to go back and write the book again The book's done yeah. And now once I release that book That book will be selling and making money for me Until the day I die mm-hmm. it, Effectively Resistance. So Resistance. the work you're, you have to do, do You know what you're doing I, The same way that, that you, you have the The same way that you have the belief of the way I think about it is like not not multiple streams of income, but the what you were doing is you were setting up passive cash flow. I think yeah. about social circles the same way. Multiple streams exactly. passive passive streams of income, passive streams of I'm not gonna use the word I would use for the sake of the camera recording next to me. I'm gonna say multiple streams of women, passive streams of women flowing into your life. That is how I try to set up my life is how do I what's the type of fish I want? How do mm-hmm. I set up a how do I set up a pond and farm my fish which makes fishing for me much easier because I just get up go to the pond eat like the bear and then go sit my happy ass down and hibernate through winter and then oh it's All summer right. again I, how do you, that's what people should think about social circle is how do you set up an infrastructure like a business that you can build out and automate the processes to where it runs itself. These are the things I'm working with my private clients. These are things I'm setting up. I'm supposed to fly to Austin to do the same thing for a high net worth client. Just And it's all about social circle systems. It's no longer about just social circles because I'm pretty sure you've seen this as well. You ever notice once you set up your social circle and then you become a really busy entrepreneur, if you don't have somebody to manage it, like managing the business, the social circle ends up collapsing? Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. It could be. It, it does require a bit of work to actually keep it going. Exactly. So that's why I always say, how do you set up social circles with the perspective of setting it up like a business, and then you pass it off to a manager to manage the, the infrastructure and the systems to where all you have to do is you can just look at the numbers, like you like when you look at your financial accounting stuff, and look at the 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 numbers of production through your POS system in a business to see that the social circle is running effectively. Oh, more members are coming in. We're able to see we had an increase of this many new new members that came. We had an increase of this many new members that came to the Eventbrite events. We had a, an increase of, like, track the numbers. Peter Drucker said it best in his, his management book. If you can't track it, you can't improve it. So how do you set, set everything you're doing up to get automated? Because social circle, you have to send out invites all the time. You got to text quite frequently. How do you automate those processes so that way you can focus on doing the thing you really want to do, which is what? Making your money so that way you can be a high status male. Very interesting. <clears throat> now, I think we are out of time for today. <laughs> but... Yeah, we could really talk about this for hours and hours and hours, but, you know, then it'd be like a four-hour Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to say before we go, and this is something that I've really learned with regards to building a social circle, is that to any of the men who are listening, you don't have to have sex with every woman you meet. Let me explain. You don't so want to. one thing that I have found really helps me is that let's say you meet a woman and this woman's a model. Yeah. Yes, you could have sex with a model. You could. Or you could be friends with the model. Now, when you're friends with the model, the model is also friends with other models. Amen, and then when the, models, when the model's model friends meet you, they like you because you become trusted. You come trusted by the model. And you get and the co-sign. one mistake that I see that guys make is that they get this idea that every single woman that they look at, they have to get with. And you can be kind of shooting yourself in the foot by doing that. Don't you agree? You know why they do that, though? I understand it. I've seen... The same ways that guys approach social circles are the same ways that guys when they're first starting out starting out in business have the same thought. 
there's it's a scarcity mindset because they yep. actually don't have abundance. That's yep. the problem. Once yeah, the yeah, guys yeah. start yeah, having that, starving. Yep, there's exactly. It's like, well, well, I, I gotta eat, I gotta eat, I gotta eat. So instead of looking mm. at this girl as an investment mm. and looking at like stock going, I'm not mm. going I'm looking at the fundamentals of this company. This is a good company. I'm not gonna take any cash flow out. I think I'm gonna put the money back into the business, allow it to grow. And then I'm going to allow it to keep growing because then at some point it's going to feed me from the excess exactly this is spitting off nobody exactly. gets that though i see that in business mm. and i see that with with guys with women and it's the same problem and i'm always like it's because it's a it's they lack real abundance whether that's in their clients or whether that's in the amount of girls they have and i go oh my god this is the problem that's why guys rush for things L- lack of patience comes from usually you are desperate for a result that you don't have in consistency currently mm. And then when you're desperate for that result, the weird and crazy thing is that you often push that result away, away. from you. Correct. And then henceforth get no results. Exactly. But, and then they say it doesn't work. Mm, that is it, though, for week number one. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been the Game Global Podcast. I have been Kieran Callum, and he has been the sexy, suave, and charismatic <laughs> individual known as Jay McDaniel Conto. So we will that. be back next week. Appreciate that. Um, not sure what we will speak about. Have you got an idea what you want to talk about next week? You know what's interesting? I think we actually could just elaborate on this for a few weeks and just go really we, deep we are, on it. You know, we could. We could. Yeah. Yeah, we could. Because yeah, just actually, from, even talking about social circle stories, if we just say, let's go for this month, that every single, that what we do is we just go. We go ham on that. These guys will get so mm. much value out of it. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And by the way, if you would like to contact either of us, well, firstly, I'm at Instagram at Kieran Callum, which is at C-I-A-R-A-N-C-A-L-L-A-M. And Mr. McDaniel Conto, how can people reach you? You can reach me on all of my social media platforms at at J McDaniel Conto. So that's just the letter J and that's M-A-C-D-A-N-I-E-L Conto C-O-N-T-O. And you'll literally you'll can search me on the internet. I'm even getting my website built, so you'll be able to search that up. Yeah, yeah. 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 And have yourself a fantastic day, fantastic week. We'll be back next week. Take care and see you later. Later, Bye. guys. What is up, guys? I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. You found it extremely viable. It gave you some major insights of what to do differently with your own game. That said, give me some feedback. Let me know what you guys thought. You know, send me some clips of what your favorite parts were and where you guys got the most value of it. Again, your guys' feedback is my oxygen. I will be speaking in New York City on the 28th of this month with two other coaches from Lux Life. And we will be covering killer tax on how to close hotties. If you guys don't know, you can register at Eventbrite. The link to the tickets are below. Just click those tickets. You can go straight there and get them while supplies last. I do look forward to seeing you guys. I look forward to being able to give you guys some crazy tactics, share some stories with you guys, and really just kind of get to know you guys better because I love New York City. It's my favorite place to teach, my favorite place to do conferences as well as free tour. So I'll talk to you guys soon.